This is The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's Jason Jones. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Jason Jones Show. I am your host, Jason Jones. Hey, guys, I want to ask you a favor. We were the number 16 ranked podcast in America last week in our category, which is like the biggest category. And that's because of you. You're sharing the show. Also, give us five stars. I never ask. You give us five stars, you write a review. That helps the show grow. All right? You give us a one star, it helps it grow too. You write something negative, it helps it grow too. But you hurt my feelings. If you want to help the show grow and not hurt my feelings, you give us five stars and you write a review. And my goal is to make this show grow because the mission of the show is to advance the interests of the vulnerable and to amplify our influence. With the great shows like we had last week with the ambassador of East Turkestan, Salih Hudaya, when we were fighting for the Uyghur. And I'll be with him in D.C. this week. Um, but help the show grow. We're going to be interviewing my dear friend. And I know I say a lot of these guests are my good friends. They are really my good friends. I've been friends with this, this amazing woman for a very long time. She called me the day after the election and said, they just tried to steal an election. We won't make it. We will not let it happen. I'm going to organize marches around the country. We're going to pray that God brings down these walls of corruption. And that's how the Jericho marches were birthed just a month ago. She's the co-founder of Jericho March, and it's going to culminate on December 12th in Washington, D.C. I'll be there. We're going to talk to her about the Jericho March and, and uh, the inspiration she has for this. Um, and we'll get into detail with Arena, my hero. This episode is being brought to you by, as always, Movie to Movement, promoting a culture of life, love, and beauty through the power of film. Go to movietomovement.com. Click through to Salem now where you can watch our film, Divided Hearts of America starring Benjamin Watson, Super Bowl champ Benjamin Watson, exploring the great denials of human dignity, slavery, segregation, and abortion. And he reveals the secret that can unite us as a country in the midst of this time of division. Go to movietomovement.com. Check it out. Also go to the Vulnerable People Project at the Great Campaign org and join the great campaign to stand with the vulnerable from the child in the womb to the Uyghur and Chinese occupied East Turkestan. Go to greatcampaign.org, become a monthly donor. You get a free copy of my book with John Zmirak, The Race to Save Our Century. Now here is the big news. We have held off having corporate sponsors on this show, but we have our first corporate sponsor, which, which I talk about in depth at the end of the show, that fits perfectly with who we are our sponsor is my pillow and let me tell you when the my pillow boxes came to my house for the first time ever i impressed my family i never saw smile so big and i feel ashamed i never ordered pillows for my family before so we got the pillows and i have to confess i talk about this in the show i don't use pillows to put my head on i use pillows to put my over my head because um pillows they, they put my head up and you know I was an infantryman and I have I like you know Muay Thai and jiu-jitsu I have neck and back problems first night I put it over my head my wife said no honey look you like this and I use the pillow and you can make it fit your size so I 
I, I made this like little indentation and I made it. And not only so I had a pillow under my head and I have to do this since I was a child and I put a pillow over my head. But the real surprise was the mattress topper. We have the best bed around. We spent a lot of money on this bed. Again, I have a bad back. And um, we bought, so we had the uh, mattress topper. My wife said, what should we do with this? And I said, well, let's try it for a night and then we'll, we'll roll it upstairs and we'll, we'll use it for guests. I, we rolled it on our bed and it was amazing. You've got to get the mattress topper. It's staying on top of this very expensive bed. Like, like it was more expensive than my first three cars, my bed. So if you go to mypillow.com, you can get the pillows, you can get the Giza sheets, you can get the towels, you can get the bathrobe. They make great Christmas gifts. And if you use the code Jones, you get your discount. Use your code Jones for the discount. And that also helps the show, by the way. Um, and let me say, I say this at the end of the show, but I'm going to say it again at the beginning of the show. And I hope I get Mike on the show. He perfectly fits. My pillow perfectly fits with the brand of this show or the message of the show, why the show was founded, to stand with the vulnerable. And as I always say, the vulnerable are not weak people. They are strong people placed in impossible situations. The Mike Lindell story perfectly represents that. Mike Lindell um, was a strong guy in some tough places. And then he saw a need and he, and he met that need. And then he, he didn't ship his jobs over to China like these big brands do to make a little extra money. He created jobs for his community. See, a do-gooder is somebody who says he loves someone over there on the other side of the world, but he forgets the people closest to him. To me, my pillow is about an ethical product that's the best in its, you know, it's, it is the best pillow. It is the best mattress topper. It's the best. But it's ethically produced, and he's also now the pillar of his community. Not only that, this guy boldly proclaims life. Boldly proclaims the dignity of the human person. When Mike Lindell talks, what is the magic that Mike Lindell has? I think it's something that you have. Something that we know together. We know that we live in a world where we, everywhere we go, we are surrounded by the most beautiful creatures in the cosmos, the most beautiful created beings in the world of the human person. And Mike Lindell is a guy that understands the, the preciousness of the human person. So when he talks about, you know, this pillow is going to, you're going to get a better night's sleep. It's going to get rid of your neck pain. He's, you know, I don't even know if he says that. But I know for me, um, when I sleep on it, I can actually use a pillow now. I can never use a pillow before. It hurt my neck. So for me, uh, I love it. So Mike Lindell is a guy who understands the precious dignity of the human person. All right, guys, this is all you have to do. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. That's where you're going to find amazing offers and deep discounts. Deep discounts on all MyPillow products. You know you want the Giza sheets. This includes the Giza sheets. That mattress topper that is sitting on top of my bed that costs the price of a car, discount on that too. The towels, the bathroom, uh, the bathrobes, towel sets, okay? Go there, use the promo code JONES. You support this show, 
You get a discount and your family's going to smile. Boom. You know, we're not going to aggressively go after sponsors. But if we see an opportunity, um, like Movie to Movement and the Vulnerable People Project, to partner with, you know, brands, organizations that we think fit the mission of this show, uh, we're proud to partner with them. And I think we'll never be able to top my pillow because everything about my pillow fits with this show. So let's get on with the interview with the one, the only, the great Arena Rosu, the Jason Jones Show. Aloha, Arena Grosu. Welcome to the Jason Jones Show. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So when we were doing the sound check, you counted for five. You counted to five for me in Romanian. Can you can you count to five in Romanian for the audience? <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. <laughs> that just sounds like really bad Spanish. I don't even know if that's Romanian. <laughs> it just sounds like you got it. It really F is actually in Spanish. Though. It's bad Spanish. Is that what Romanian is? No, Romanian the is of... the closest to Latin. Everyone else is just a poser. So Spanish is just bad Romanian. Exactly, actually. Okay, so <laughs> so you are the co-founder of the Jericho March happening mm, de yes. December 12th in Washington, D.C. and around the country. But you are my old friend. How long have we known each other? Well, let's see. We've known each other for at least 12 years. When did, when did we meet? Did we, I thought, uh, did we do a play together? Were you in Voices? I think we met in the play, but I, and then I was like, I don't know. You seem too young. No, to I was helping, I was helping you with some of your um, movie promotions. Which movie was it? Well, let's see. Stoning of Soraya M. I remember that one. Okay. Is that 2008? Yeah, around then. Yeah, 2008 see? and 2009. There you go. I was helping with promoting that in D.C. back then. And what were you doing then? You just got out. Of, you just uh, graduated from Notre Dame. Uh, I graduated from grad school. From grad school. The Dominican House of Studies in D.C. Oh, that's right. But you went to Notre Dame. Your undergrad was at Notre yep. Dame. That's right. I don't. For some reason, I thought I was. I was thinking today. I have no. You know how everyone, all of our friends, we were just like a crew. And then I'm like, I, did we meet in that play Voices? So many of my friends I met in this play we did around that time <laughs> we met. Um, <gasps> but it was the stoning of Sarai M. Are we allowed to talk about yes. what you do for a living or is that off limits? No, no. All right, just, we, won't just, we won't talk about what it. What we're doing here. All right. All right, so tell us about, <laughs> so first of all, you are one of the most uh, energetic, happy activists I know. You're always up to something <laughs> big, and but this might be the biggest thing ever. So tell us what is happening on the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe for those Catholics and those Latinos, those Guadalupans. What what is uh, is it Guadalupans or Guadalupina? <laughs> I hang out with Eduardo. You think I would know? So, what's going on December twelfth? Well, it is the biggest thing ever. So we are organizing Jericho marches all around the all around all states, all U.S. capitals. But especially focusing on the swing states, and we're going to have a massive event in DC, and we are simultaneously doing 
Jericho marches around the U.S. Capitol, the Supreme Court, and the Department of Justice. And after everyone walks around, they pick a building, they walk around seven times praying with their group, kind of like the March for Life. They just pick up one of the buildings they want to go pray around. Once they finish doing that, they'll go over to the National Mall where we're going to have a big prayer rally. And we are calling it the Let the Church Roar prayer rally with amazing speakers. We just announced them today. Uh, Some of them, we are going to make a big announcement tomorrow. So I can't share a big announcement today, but do uh, I, do I, do I, do I know it? Do I know the big announcement or no? You don't actually, Jason, you don't. Was it the guy that I tried to help get or no? We don't know yet. Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) It's not him. All right. So, so what are the buildings again? What are the buildings again? So Jericho Marchers will be walking around the U.S. Capitol, the Supreme Court, and the Department of Justice. Okay, can I ask, what, ha- we'll what happened yeah. in the first, the Battle of Jericho when they marched around the walls? What happened? So Joshua and the Israelites were instructed to march for six days and on the seventh day to march seven times around the walls of corrupt Jericho. And on the very last day, they marched seven times around and then blew shofars, the big horns, and gave a great, great loud shout. And then the walls of Jericho came down. So are you trying Jericho... to bring down these gov- government <laughs> buildings? What are you going to do if well, these walls come we down? Are trying, we are trying to bring down the corruption and the election fraud and all that funny business. And God knows that. He knows we don't want to bring down any physical walls. We want to bring down spiritual walls, walls of corruption, right. fraud, dishonesty. And that's why we're doing peaceful, prayerful rallies, because we know that we're not just battling with flesh and blood. We're battling with evil spirits that are causing a lot of problems everywhere. So we are taking on a lot in this. And the fact that people have been doing Jericho marches since November 5th. Um, And I'd like to share a little bit about how this came about. So, you know, we're all watching the election. I don't know about you, but I was pretty enraged by what I saw. And I thought, I felt very helpless. And I thought, we need to do something. And I had a vision of prayer rallies all around the state capitals. And I, I think I called you, Jason, and I said, we need to be out on the street. And you said, oh, yeah, well, there's Stop the Steal. And I was like, no, prayer rallies. So I called around a few people, tried to see if anyone was planning any prayer events surrounding the election funny business. No one was. So I just was hitting a wall. And as God would have it, Providence would have it, there's an evangelical guy by the name of Rob Weaver who had the same vision, I think 24 hours apart or maybe even the same day. But through one of our contacts, they put us in touch and he called. And when I saw that number, I didn't know who it was. I never met the guy in my life, but I knew it was about the Jericho marches. And I picked up the phone and he said, and he told me his vision and it was my vision. And we realized that God was calling us to plan these marches and to mobilize people to get out there and pray. So since November 5th, there have been people praying every single day at all the state capitals. And it's just the massive amount of spiritual graces coming out of this is, is beyond anything we can imagine. 
I had so, the privilege of being at the one in um, Austin on November 5th. Yeah, that's so awesome. And what it was, was your experience? Like? It was beautiful. I'll tell you, it was funny. So we're, we're walking around, and I see this car that has a big Mexican flag coming out of it. And and I, I smiled brightly and waved at them, and I thought they were waving at me. And, and then my wife said, I'm so proud of you. And I said, for what? Uh you didn't chase that guy down in that car and like you normally would and try to pull him out of the car for, I'm like, for waving at me? It's like, oh, he wasn't waving at you. I just assumed he was a, we had our lady of Guadalupe and I saw the Mexican flag and I, oh, that's I just, he wasn't actually, he was waving with one finger. But other than that, oh. other than that, it was really the most beautiful experience. And uh, a lot of people knew me and they're like, oh, we see you on Taylor Marshall or other programs. And, um, and it, what I liked about it was there were there was the Stop the Steal event. There were just Trump supporters descending. There were there were counter protesters, kind of Antifa groups, Antifa aligned groups, and it was pretty tense. But then the Jericho march, they stayed prayerful, and they were a sign of contradiction in the midst of all the mm. chaos, I love in the that. midst of all of the hostility. They were just there. And what's interesting is they were, there was no diversity in the groups. Like the two, the Trump side, actually the Trump side had a bit more diversity. The, mm -hmm. um, the counter protesters looked just like somebody opened the doors from Trader Joe's and they poured out, you know, is that crowd? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, um, then the Jericho March, it was every flavor of human being. Every kind, mm. but what they shared in common was their, um, their, 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 their Christian faith and their longing for a peaceful, you know, they wanted, they want to live in a community that's peaceful and humane and honest. They want a culture of life and a civilization of love. And they projected that they, pro they, that is so awesome. they were like a little troop, uh, you know, emanating, showing what a civilization of love looks like. So for me, because I am easily inflamed, it was, they were there, they were, I'm glad they were there for me, you know, because then I had to, I marched with them instead of going over to sort of where all the ruckus was, and then my wife and five of my children, I said, let's stay with these guys, and we, well, you, you know, yeah, I mean, they're family friendly, people come and bring their kids on the marches, lots of kids, yeah. they remind me of the March for Life, where you have people in joyful, prayerful, and I have to give a big shout out to Dr. Taylor Marshall because he got the Catholics out there way before anyone else was out there. And they came out with their rosaries and it was awesome. We, we have so many photos and videos of, of people all around the country saying, here, here you go, Dr. Taylor Marshall. Here we are. We're marching like you, you mentioned. And so that was really awesome because it's kind of a funny joke, but, um, Usually the evangelicals have us beat in most things, but with the Jericho marches, we we uh, we were the leaders in it. Uh, but there's surely there's so many people who have come out in droves since. And one of the things that uh, stuck out to me about the vision and and Rob, the way that even just I mean we've literally known each other for a month now, and is how closely aligned our visions our vision of it continues to be as we continue planning things. And one of the things, again, it was another um, God incident, I would say, is that um, we were trying to think, what time should we make them? 
And in my mind, I thought noon. I don't know why. And he just said noon. And I said, why? Why did you just say noon? Because I was thinking noon. And I can't describe what it might be. It might be because um, a lot of the things that happen happen in the in the darkness of the early hours of the morning, the 3, 4 a.m. And that's when they say the, 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 the devil uh, roams. And maybe, you know, with noon, it's like the high, the, the, the highest part of the day, right? The, the brightest part of the day. And I think that the Jericho marchers represent that. And uh, another thing that both of us shared very And, and, and you know what on, I like about the noon as well is when you, we saw from some of these other marches, the, the thugs, the violent criminals, the Bolsheviks, yeah. the brown shirts, they prowl around. And if you have, they, they wait till dark and they ambush the elderly mm-hmm. uh, that, were, that would be there when they're alone. So they ambush the weak and the old when they're alone. And so to have this march at noon, everyone's going to be home. They won't be prowled upon when they're alone in the dark. So I think that's just if people, and I, the reason I wanted you on arena is I want our audience to come if they can, I'm going to get in town on the ninth. I'll be there for an event with the Uyghur on international human rights day. We'll be there with the Uyghur with Hong Kong freedom activists and others. And so I'll be there on the 10th. Um, the prime minister in exile from East Turkestan is going to join me at, at the Jericho March and, and march with us. Oh, we, that's so cool. Yeah. So you'll have, Love it. he'll be there with us. And praying, and he'll, you know, so he'll be coming. But I hope that people who are listening really come because, and if you can't come to the event in Washington, D.C., at least go to your state capitol if you can. And this is something that's very important. We believe in the, the power of prayer. Now, can I ask you about December 12th? You picked noon. Yeah, of course. Now, so I have to even tell you the reason why I decided to come. The 10th is the Uyghur event. I knew I'd be there for that. The 11th is my daughter's play, and I, I pride myself for not missing anything of my children's. Even if I have to fly around the world, I don't miss uh, I don't miss gymnastics. I don't miss karate tournaments. I don't miss swim meets. I don't miss uh, plays. But this is my daughter's play, and it was really sorrowful for her that I'm going to miss this. But I, I had to explain to her how important it is that, that I go there. And I, would, I think if you held it at any other day than December 12th, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, I would have probably just said, you know, I have to go to the play. Why did you pick December 12th? And why did the, the evangelicals, were you, was that something you guys decided together? Or were you like, we need to do this on the 12th? Well, for, for a number of reasons. First, first and foremost, um, we know that the Electoral College will uh, vote on December 14th, which is Monday. And we have been asking our Jericho marchers since November 5th to march daily and pray every single day until December 14th. And we knew that this would be the big week where kind of everything comes to a head. Uh, but for us Catholics, uh, of course, we have two big Marian feasts during this week. One tomorrow, the, Mac- the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe on Saturday. And it just it just clicked. First of all, it was the, the Saturday right before the Electoral College vote. And it just so happened that it was our, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And we know what we celebrate. We celebrate she's the patroness of the Americas. She is also the patroness of the unborn. And it just fits so perfectly because so much is at stake with what happens with this election. And it's not over. It's not over. And we know that um, we want all the, all the darkness, all the corruption, all the fraud exposed. And we know that our God is bigger than anything else out there, all of that corruption, and he can expose all of this. And the only thing that can defeat this is our prayers. 
And of course, you know, you have the Supreme Court and they will be taking up cases. But I, I say that we are petitioning three courts. We are petitioning the heavenly courts, and that is our main role as the Jericho Marchers. But we are also petitioning the temporal courts, the Supreme Court and others, uh, as, as we are marching, because it, obviously this is also a political battle. And we are also petitioning the courts of public opinion, because we know that our public officials are can be weak and can be swayed by public opinion. And so much has been stolen from us in with the big tech and media lying and covering up and censoring our voice that our the, the courts of public opinion haven't actually been 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 heard, truly heard. They've been silenced. So we we want to show what the public actually thinks and, and the way to do it is to demonstrate peacefully and to pray. So that's what we're doing. Uh, and the December 12th was just the right, it just, it, it was just, it clicked. It was the right date. And actually it's the 12, 12, 12, but actually, and that's for the swing state, uh, 12 PM, but we're going to be oh, starting. Oh, that's to, right. Now, so by the way, I just want to commend <laughs> you. I want to thank you. You know, you called me the day of the election or the evening of the election or the day after, I think. And, you know, you said you were going to do this and you did it. And you had people in front of the state capitals in 12 states, the battleground states, you have this huge event where hundreds of thousands of people are expecting expected. You did what you said you were going to do. And then the names of the folks, I just saw the list share with who's going to be in Washington, DC. It's really an unbelievable list. And it's growing. So, so far, so uh, we have faith leaders, we have Bishop Garlington, who's really big in the evangelical um, community and Bishop Strickland will be sending us a video and he's my first Texas. tweet every morning. I first tweet every morning. I look to see what Bishop Strickland tweeted. It's my favorite tweet of the day. And uh, he's awesome. relentless on Twitter. Okay, so Bishop Strickland, who else? We have we have uh, prophetic voices from the evangelical community like Cindy Jacobs. We have Dr. Taylor Marshall will be sending us a video. Uh, he was going to join us in person, but um, he had a personal commitment. So he is still going to send us a video. Father Greg Bremlidge uh, is awesome he's actually going to deliver who's going he's going to say a deliverance prayer from the stage over the entire crowd now, didn't you go to college with him is that how you you went to college together right? no father greg no i don't have you didn't don't go to grad school oh, okay anyway. no 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 but i did go to i did go to grad school with a lot of priests because those the dominicans are you know they're i went with the brothers um so a lot of them are now all over the country um but we also wanted to incorporate all the various flavors of the Judeo-Christian faith. So we have uh, Father Hans Jacobs, who's with American Orthodox Institute, and various other uh, leaders in the evangelical church. But then we also have Abby Johnson. We all know how awesome she is, her pro-life movement. And uh, we're going to have uh, Stop the Steal. Obviously, we're partnering with uh, Stop the Steal to put on the December 12th event. We're going to have Bikers for Trump. We're going to have Moms for America, Women for Trump. Uh, so we're going to have political activists. Yvonne well Florzak-Seaman, who's my favorite speaker, is going to be there. Who is? Yvonne Florzak-Seaman from Love oh, From yes, Above. Yes, yes. She is awesome. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to meet her. Jason Jones is Jason Jones is going to be there. <laughs> the Hollywood producer. I never miss him. I never miss one of his events. If he's there, I'm there. <laughs> But uh, it's going to be an awesome event. We're going, it's 
we're going to have some uh, praise and worship. Can we, uh, can we say who the MC is yet or no? Yes, we can. The MC is Eric Metaxas. Boom. He is awesome. He's the best. He's like so, a treasure. You know, I was on an email so, thread this week with Eric Metaxas and John Zmirak talking nice. about they're recording a song of uh, Mary, Did You Know? But it's Biden, Did You Know? And it's it's about all the different oh, fraud wow. in the election, but it's Biden, Did You Know? And watching oh, John wow. Smirak and Eric Metaxas in an email thread going back and forth about 100 times was like going, watch, <laughs> was like going to Cirque du Soleil. Like it, was, it was just watching like amazing acrobats because they're so clever, That's they're awesome. so funny, and they're, they were unguarded because it was in a private email thread. And I didn't respond once. I'm like, I just get to like watch these guys banter back and forth, and they've been friends from since college. But I think <laughs> Eric Metaxas, talk about prophetic voices. Yeah, this is a guy yeah. that un, you know dressed down the president of the United States, Barack Obama, at the national prayer breakfast when he was the keynote speaker, and challenged him on abortion, mm-hmm. which was one of the most powerful things. The only other person I saw that had the courage to do something like that was when Mother Teresa. Uh, did the same oh, thing I love to, that to, to uh, President Clinton. She yeah. was awesome. But uh, we, I mean, this is, I think this movement, uh, the Jericho Marchers, is basically the church rising up because we have bishops who are too afraid to speak. We Thankfully, we have really good bishops, some really good bishops, but we have even in, in our church priests who are afraid. And you know what? We have the, the people who are not afraid to stand for what is, right and true are rising up despite all of these different limitations uh, in all of the churches, whether they the evangelical churches or Catholic churches or whatever. And it's just beautiful to see that the church is coming alive. And I think, I think the Lord is using the Jericho marches. Uh, I see the Jericho marches continuing. So the first one here is election Jericho march, but we're going to continue. We're going to Jericho march. And if they try to close down our churches and we can't go to mass and we can't go to our local local church, we're going to Jericho march until they open those doors. And we're going to Jericho march until abortion is is uh, uh, is outlawed. And, and so we're just going to do Jericho marches to protect human dignity, to protect life, liberty, justice. And I believe this is the beginning of a ministry that is going to uh, – take the world by storm spiritually speaking and we've already we've already have heard from people from other countries i i received a, a message from brazil saying that they want to do one there and people praying for us from new zealand and ireland and uh canada so i mean it's, it's already starting the, the fact that people are catching on to what we're doing and it's empowering because you don't need very much you just need to stand up go to a physical place that really needs to be prayed on and you pray, and it, the Jericho marches are self-led, so it doesn't require a lot of organization. You could go individually, although I'd recommend going a group because of uh, the terrible people that are there to, you know, um, that, that can cause violence. Um, but it's, it's just beautiful that people can just go and pray. And we've already done this. We've done this with 40 Days for Life, where for 40 days people show up and pray in front of abortion facilities. There's no reason why we can't continue with Jericho marches to join those efforts uh, later on. But obviously right now we're focused on this injustice, the fact that we deserve to know, with, one, we deserve to have transparency in the election process. Uh, we, if, if, no, if no funny business was going on, why were uh, observers pushed out 
why are envelopes destroyed? Uh, why were there tallies in the middle of the night that were all for Biden or mostly for Biden uh, in the hundreds of thousands? And so all of these things need to be investigated. Uh, if we want a free republic and we want free and fair elections, this isn't about just this election. If, if Biden won fair and square, that would be one thing. People aren't mad because he won, if he had won fair and square. They're mad because he didn't win, and yet he's trying to steal this election. And people know this. They're, they're not stupid. Um, and in fact, I, I do believe that President Trump won with 80 million votes. And anyone who thinks that Biden is the most uh, popular candidate in history to get the most votes, more than Obama, I, I, I know three people that voted for Biden. No, I don't. I know two people that did. One that wishes he could, but he can't vote. I'll leave it at that. He served with me in the uh, army. Love the guy. But uh, no one buys this. And I got to tell you, I'm going to go a step no. further, Arena. I'm going to go a step further. It's not just that he, we don't think he really won. If he stole the election and the stakes weren't as high as they are, I would be my daughter's play. But when I'm looking at who he's appointing it, that who he wants to appoint to his yep. cabinet, people like the attorney, what is this, uh, Bacara, it's Xavier Bacara, the guy that prosecuted oh, yeah. David Delight and Vicious. Um, his, everyone he's looking to put in key positions of foreign policy are war hawks. We're looking at war in Syria. We're looking at the prosecution of pro-lifers. We're looking at yeah. food insecurity. Biden is talking about these draconian lockdowns. Talk about science and and Ig world abortion worldwide. Abortion worldwide, ignoring the, look the millions of lives. You know, I would crazy. like to. To me, abortion is the biggest issue, and year in and year out, it usually is. Yep. This year, next year, I think more people are going to starve to death than are aborted. Which, when you think about it, is if Biden's president, it will be horrific. Mm -hmm. The hunger with his lockdown. So, what is at stake? Why are we fighting? We're fighting for life. We're fighting for uh, against hunger. We're fighting for peace or against war. We're fighting for a sane border policy that doesn't go back to the neoliberal idea of porous borders so that we can lure vulnerable migrants in, into an underground economy to exploit so the rest of us can rest on an economy of exploitation of vulnerable migrant workers. We want an economy where everyone has the same legal protections, uh, where we don't exploit, we don't lure migrants into an underground economy. We don't allow human sex trafficking back and forth and guns and drugs back and forth. This is about a culture of life. And that's why to me, December 12th means so much. Yeah. And half our audience isn't Catholic, probably more isn't Catholic. And when we talk about Our Lady of Guadalupe, do you want to tell people what she means to us? Um, why yeah. December 12th is so important to I us? Was, it is so important. So Our Lady of Guadalupe appeared to St. Juan Diego. And as a result of this apparition, which was a miraculous apparition in his uh, Tilma, the cloak that he was wearing. So we as Catholics, let me preface this real quick. We as Catholics understand that Mary was created. She's a creature. She was in the we mind of God. Mary. We don't worship her. She was in the mind of God for all she eternity, is. as you were and as I were. But she was in God's mind for all of eternity, um, not as a podcaster or an activist, but as the mother of the second person of the Trinity, right? So And the singular mother of, of God. Who else can claim that except Mary? That's right. No one else was. So if you're a Christian, you accept that. If you're a Christian, you accept that all of us were in God's mind for all of eternity, um, who we are. And then if you accept that, then Mary's no different. God didn't choose Mary. God created her out of all eternity 
to be his mother. How beautiful. We believe she was assumed into heaven. So um, because she was assumed bodily into heaven, she can appear to us. This is what we believe. And we believe in an apparition that this is what you're about to talk about. Yeah. And, yeah. And, so, and, um, so, okay, this is where the creature Mary, uh, created by God, appears. So tell the rest of the story. Yeah, by the way, you need to know this culturally if you're not Catholic because you don't want to be embarrassed. Like Hillary Clinton, when she was in no. Mexico and she was at the Tilma, the original image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and she asked the Mexican bishop who painted this. Like the, 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 the Tilma site in Mexico City is the number one visited tourist destination in the world. A lot of people don't know that. And so this is a big deal for a lot of people. This is cultural literacy here. So I know a lot of my Protestant yeah. friends, this is going to be like fingernails across a chalkboard because you've been, you know. But this is, you need to listen to this because you need to know this. And for people like me and you, Arena, I know, I, I'm looking at her right now. She's above my, she's, she's the centerpiece above my office because it's not mm -hmm. just her. It's Jesus Christ is also in the image. But, but okay, go. So I'll just make it really clear. She appeared to St. Juan Diego. And as a result of this miraculous apparition where he, uh, the bishop did not believe that he had an apparition of Mary. And he, the bishop tested him and uh, Juan Diego came back. It was the middle of winter, right? And he had, he found roses in the middle of winter. And he came with a cloak full of roses to show the bishop. And he thought he was showing the bishop the roses. But when he opened the cloak, the inside of the cloak was Our Lady's image, which was, literally floating off of the cloak it wasn't and that's why we say the it was an image from image. the book of revelations by the way that's right of mary so okay. so this image of mary actually was very very specific to the aztec people she had their symbols and i'm sure jason you could put links for people but there were symbols on it that spoke to the aztecs and as a result the aztecs there were nine million conversions nine million became catholic from paganism and they were stopping they, they ritual human sacrifice like 30,000 yes. a month at one point just but and and what's crazy is this, this is part of the reason that she's the patroness of the unborn is because as a result those nine million Aztecs no longer sacrifice their children and and we know she's a protectress of the unborn. The other reason why she is the patroness of the unborn in that image is because that is the only image we have of Our Lady pregnant. And the reason we know that she's pregnant is that there's a black sash around her stomach. And in, in Aztec culture, that represented that she was pregnant. There are really a lot of cool things about the uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe. The fact that when you look at her um, pupils in, her, in the image, you actually see a reflection of the bishop and the people in the room that day that saw her. Yeah, image. it's amazing. It's like they there's no way. How would they have painted that back then? And like and so, it's not painted. and it's yeah, mirror it's, imaged. So in her eyes, mirror imaged, you'll see the bishop and the constellation. So in her in the in the um, dress that she's wearing, she's clothed with could, the stars, like it says in Revelation, standing on the moon with the actual constellations that were that very night. Uh, the, the day that she appeared, the constellations, as the sky looks that night, is in engraved in her, in that image of hers. And I will tell you, there were scientists who have tried to look at that image and, and um, test it. And they have said that it actually floats off the fabric. So that it is not even... And there's no dye. On. They don't understand it because there's, there's no, no dye. dye. 
and it floats off the fabric. (laughs) An an atheist skeptic said he could paint a perfect duplicate, and he did. He painted, I don't know if you know the story, he painted a perfect duplicate of the image on a tilma, on a grass skirt. It's on this, like, this kind of grass, this very kind of, um, it didn't last long. It usually lasts about 12 years. He painted it, and people couldn't tell the difference. It was perfect. Within six years, that tilma completely disintegrated. This is and from the 15th century. 15, 1531 is when she appeared. So hundreds and hundreds of years that this has been perfectly preserved by the grace of God. Do you know about uh, the bomb? Lady. Do you know about the bomb? No, I don't. Okay, so in the early 20th century, Marxists in a bouquet of flowers put a bomb at the base of the tilma. And it exploded, the tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe. The church was destroyed. There's this huge cross that was behind the tilma. The explosion was in front of the tilma, but the cross bent. You can go to Mexico City. I've been there many times. You can see the cross. It bent over the tilma, not backwards, not blown apart. There was no damage on the tilma. Now I'm about to make you jealous and show off. Because I'm friends with Eduardo Verastegui, and Eduardo is friends with big, big shots, we went to Mexico City, and they have it in a bullet. Now it's in a bomb-proof, fireproof, bulletproof case in, like, a vault so people can see it through this glass. But then you got to go around from this vault and open it up, and they opened it up for us. And I touched my scapular to it, the same scapular that I touched to the... um, the, the trophy of Gaius in the Scavi of St. Peter. Wow. So my scapular so has awesome. touched the tilma, and it has touched this trophy of Gaius, that red pillar that is in um, the Scavi. So I was able to get – have you had the Scavi tour yet? No. You've got to get the Scavi tour in Rome. <laughs> you go under the Vatican. Next time you go to Rome, I'm going to hook this up, and you go under the Vatican. Okay. It's kind of special. you got to be spe- – you're special – and you go under the Vatican and you walk this first century street, which is a graveyard, because remember, he was crucified in a graveyard, mm-hmm. upside down, looking at an obelisk Peter was. And, well, they excavated it, and you can walk. And what's amazing is you'll see tombs with, to Greek gods, tombs to Egyptian gods, Roman gods, and, Jew- and to, to Adonai, Jehovah. But then you'll see the, the, the tomb of Peter, the grave of, of Peter. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I've... I've digressed, which I do a lot. No, I also, okay, so I actually wanted to um, mention to your listeners one more thing. So this whole time, okay. the Jericho the, the March has only been around for four weeks that we've been doing this. And I've been reflecting a lot on the Battle of Lepanto. Do you, do you know a lot about that? Yes, Jason? of course I do. <laughs> I'm a boy. So, you guys, so, Catholic guys, do I know about Lepanto? Come on. I have an idea to do a three-part movie series, first on Malta, then on Lepanto. Then when we have everyone hooked, we're going to go back to Rhodes. But it would be like $150 million. So unless there's anyone listening who's like, hey, I can do that. (laughs) It's probably like when I'm 80, I'll be able to make this trilogy. Okay, tell us about Lepanto and how important this is. Well, well, basically, um, the the Turks were trying to invade Europe and – you had this this group of what they called the Holy League, which were just a band of Catholic 
soldiers trying to fight back and we just we didn't have that many troops and the pope asked everyone to pray the rosary there were there were masses going on they were trying to that you know battle and do the prayer battle and i will tell you our lady our lady of victory that's that's our lady who of for the battle of Lepanto. she won that battle for for the for the catholics uh and, and and saved really saved christendom from from the attacks of um you know just just the attacks on on the christian faith that were going to be t- overtaken so it's just really cool because i think about us a lot the jericho marchers that we're kind of a modern day version of the holy league where we're just we're armed with we're armed with prayer i mean there they were armed with arms and and here we're not we're not taking up um physical arms we're taking up uh, our rosaries we're taking up our uh you know prayers to god and and those are powerful those you know, as we say the rosary is the most powerful weapon and uh so it just makes me think of of the power of prayer uh and and the fact that we're all coming together doing this is i think is really moving god's heart and i will mark my words december 12th is going to be very very special not just not just because of the events going on not just because of the massive amounts of people who are going to be in dc praying uh but i think the lord is going to bless what we're doing and i think we're going to see some miraculous things uh, not only in in our churches but but in but in government as a result you know i'm thinking so those of you who are like i don't want to go most of you aren't going to go right most of you aren't going to pray or that's just how we are as people but then i'm thinking of the chesterton poem on lepanto and it's very beautiful and it's really about how most people in europe were not engaged in the battle but it was a small few who did king philip in his closet with the fleece upon his neck Don John of Austria is armed upon the deck. The Pope was in his chapel before day or battle broke. Don John of Austria is hidden in the smoke. How beautiful is that, right? Um, mm. Where is it about? I'm looking for the, 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 the line and Queen Elizabeth staring in the mirror. <laughs> I love Chesterton. But it's a powerful I love poem. Too. And you know, it's, what, what I love about the poem on Lepanto is, listen, it just takes a dedicated minority to save this republic. Mm-hmm. And like Archbishop Vigano said, the, the, the future of the world is in the balance today in the United States of America. Right? It's, it's up to us. Here it is. Din, dim drums. Where is it? Talk amongst yourselves. The cold queen of England is looking in the glass. The shadow of Valios is yawning at the mass. From evening isles, fantastical rings faint the Spanish gun, and the Lord upon the golden horn is laughing in the sun. Din, dim drums throbbing in the hills half heard, where only a nameless throne a crownless prince has stirred. And by the way, Cervantes fought in the Battle of Lepanto. Just a beautiful mm. poem. Go read it. I don't have my reading glasses, and I'm hurting my eyes (laughs) trying to read this on the computer but uh yeah i think lepanto is a great analogy and um i want to bring it back real quick to our lady of guadalupe i'm going to put the image in the show notes but i call this image of mary really it's an it's an image of you it's a catechism of human dignity because you have mary a creature a woman standing upon the moon clothed with the stars backlit by the sun but you know she's not a goddess because she's her head is bowed She's praying to her creator. She's a creature. Um, but she's worth more than everything in the material world 
The stars are there just to clothe her. The sun is just there to light her. And the moon is just there for her to stand upon. Even the angels are just holding her up. The angels are there for her. And that's what the human person is. stepping on the snake. And she's crushing the head of the serpent. And mm-hmm. that's, in a way, it's, it's the, the, the image of, of Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's about Mary, but it's also about all of us. You know, it's a catechism of human dignity that the human person is the most beautiful thing in the created order. And, um, of course, Mary is our, our sister. She's a, our creator. She's our sister and her mother. She's a, cre- she's a creature like us. But when we look at that image of Mary, that tells you about us. The stars were created for arena to clothe arena and the moon was created for arena to stand on and the sun was created to light arena just like our lord was crucified for her for you for me and that's why i love that you are doing it on december 12th i love it i love it i love it so do you have like let's let's have some logistics what do you want people to know we're like you know what i'm gonna go on priceline by the way i am i'm not gonna say what hotel i'm staying at but uh i i just um you know it's one of those weeks you can stay at a five-star Priceline hotel for $62 right now on Priceline. You can get a ticket for $180 from most places in the continental United States. So there's really, for most of us, I think it's something, a sacrifice we can afford. Um, I, for one, for less than $100, did I tell you where I'm, I'm not going to say where I'm staying. Did I tell you where I'm staying? No. I got an amazing hotel that I've always wanted to stay at, but I could never afford for like $100. So if you want to go, um, now is it, you know, there's, it's, it, it's for most of us, I think it's affordable. Many people, I have a friend driving from Florida, a, a fan of the shows. Good friend is driving to, from Florida up. Uh, I have friends flying from all over the country. Um, so give us some logistics, some things you want people to know sure. who, who want to come. Well, well, first, and, first and foremost, I, if you're not the type to go, I would say, you will not regret this one, okay? There is something beyond the temporal that's going to happen. It's, it's, there's going to be, I, I feel the spirit moving in a, such a powerful way. I think it's literally, it's going to be biblical. I don't know, I don't know exactly how that's all going to be, but I'm just telling you, don't miss out. Be there in person because it really is going to be amazing. But I'll tell you the logistics. So, on Saturday morning, we don't have, we're not announcing the um, times yet because we're still working out the schedule. And the reason we're not announcing the times is because so many people want to be speakers and join that we might just have to push it earlier than we thought so that we can make room for everyone to be in the program. But even so, the basic outline of the day is in the morning, probably around 9 or 10, probably 9 or 10, uh, you pick the location, whether it's the U.S. Capitol, the Supreme Court, or Department of Justice, and do you do your seven marches with your group. Pray and pray the rosary, do your uh, singing, evangelical prayers, whatever it is that you do, seven times around one of those buildings. Then just come on to the National Mall. There's going to be praise and worship music on. We're going to have patriotic music. We're going to have the speaker start. And essentially, we're going to go from right after the Jericho marches are done in those three locations, we're going to be on the National Mall the entire time and uh, listening to amazing talks, uh, listening to uh, some really powerful people that you all will know um, that are not listed yet. And we are going to do praise and worship. And um, it's just going to be a really amazing time. I, 
I think that God is doing something beautiful in it. And we're probably going to end by four. We want to get people safely back to their hotels before dark, as, as you can imagine. But you can, you can, I would recommend that you get in on Friday evening because Saturday, DC is going to be completely shut down with all the events going on in, in town that day. There's another um, march also happening in other parts. So I would say try to be near a metro, take a metro with, with a group of people. Uh, so because driving in and parking is going to be terrible. Don't do that. So uh, stay in the city, take the metro, go out to one of those uh, buildings, pray with your group, then come to the National Mall and we're going to take care of you. You're going to have an awesome time. Uh, we are actually even hoping to simulcast with some of our other marchers in the in the swing states. We'll see if we can pull that off. Um, and it's just going to be an incredible time. So it, it'll be a mix of one big praise and worship rally with some of your favorite people and patriots. It'll be like a mix between March for Life and Fourth of July. And... Uh, a praise and worship concert in church. There you have it. Yes. In church. in church. And I'm looking forward to going to the Basilica. I'm going to go to St. Matthew's. I'm going to stop by the Catholic information center on K street. So for me, it's, it's a pilgrimage as well. And I hope to see a lot of folks there. Uh, Eric Metaxas is someone who I greatly admire and it's great to be a participant with people like Bishop Strickland, Taylor Marshall, marching shoulder to shoulder we look at the great moments in our history of our country, like the Reverend Martin Luther King on the mall, marching for civil rights, or Nellie Gray. You and I both knew Nellie and marching for life mm -hmm. with Nellie Gray. This is, is, is historic. And this is you, the ball is in your court. Like you have the opportunity. Most of us have the opportunity to be there. And for those of you who can't be there, you can be like those at Lepanto who couldn't, actually go to the battle but prayed the rosary at home right so what do you have any sort of program or what you're asking people to do who can't go the we're, we're just asking we're asking the homebound to to join us in prayer uh, during the daily marches we've asked people to just join us in prayer at noon because that's when the daily marches are so symbolically if you can't come uh and you're homebound uh, if you join us in prayer at noon that would be amazing or if you can only be uh, go somewhere locally, just go to your state capitol. There will be people at your state capitol uh, on Saturday as well. I promise you, as they have been every single day and, and weekend since the election. Um, but if you are able to go to D.C., another thing I'll let you in on, I'll let you in on a little secret, uh, is that there's going to be perimeter blessings of all three of those buildings. We are going to take down the invisible evil forces that are have taken over the seats of power and so we're going to have people doing deliverance prayers and perimeter blessings of each of those buildings and just a very very spiritually powerful uh event uh you know the rally is kind of like the fun part uh in the in the sense that everyone wants to go to the rally but really what we're there for is first and foremost is the Jericho marches. If we can never even have done a rally on the mall, it'll all be worth it. If you have Jericho marches marching around those buildings, praying that, that uh, justice reign and that the truth reign there. So that's what we're there for. The, the, the rally on the mall is just the icing on the, on the, on the cake. I can't wait. You know, I hope, I hope shows up as Mike Lindell. 
Oh, he will. He's speaking. Mike Lindell is speaking of my pillow. Yeah, he'll be there. Uh, okay, so you know that He's my- one of our biggest supporters. Okay, listen, Mike Lindell, my pillow is. This is the first episode, by the way. My pillow is the sponsor of this of the Jason Jones show, and as as of now, starting today, it's the That's first so show. Awesome. They are our, our big sponsor, and if people go to mypillow.com and put in Jones, they get the discount. So you got to do that. And Arena, you have never seen my family so excited. My wife has never <laughs> been proud of me for anything. I mean, we win the Toronto International Film Festival, the Hollywood Film Festival, the LA Film Festival. Pat Buchanan says my book's like his favorite book. You know, nothing. When the My Pillow stuff came to the house for us to experience, <laughs> it was the first time my family was proud of me. They were never, I've That's never seen so them so funny. excited. And then I put on the rope. I, I didn't know. Like, My Pillow is amazing. The pillow's amazing. We have a Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> we put the topper on top of the, the My Pillow um, mattress topper on top of our Tempur-Pedic. And I thought, we have a, like a very expensive bed, okay? I was an infantryman. I have rough hobbies as well. My back is messed up, so we invested in the Tempur-Pedic. We put the mattress topper on. It is staying on. It is the most comfortable thing. I never slept like it. I love yeah. Mike Lindell. And you know why? Because the theme of this show is be vulnerable. And I always say that to mm, be in solidarity with the vulnerable, the vulnerable aren't weak people. They're strong people in tough places. Mike Lindell was a strong guy was in a very tough place in life. Um, but he never forgot that. He yep. never forgot where he came from. He never forgot his community. That troublemaker from the neighborhood is now the biggest employer in the neighborhood. He was a strong man in a tough place. So I'm glad he's sponsoring us. I did not know he was going to be there. I can't wait to shake his hand and thank him for yeah. sponsoring the Jason Jones show. Um, That's, well, yeah, he is awesome. I just met him a couple weeks ago at the other uh, March, actually, and and uh, he was just so wonderful. And I told him about the Jericho marches. And right away, he said, tell me, tell me more. Send me information. He gave me his email right on the spot and wanted to know about our Jericho marches. And now he is one of our sponsors. So we're, if we're you go, do you know what it is? My friends ask me, Jason, how do you know Eric Metaxas? How do you know Mike Lindell? How do you, you know go, you show up. Arena Grosu? How do you know? Well, they think I'm in some sort of like secret society. I show up to things. For 31 years, I just show up and I say, how can I be of use? And then you meet people who yeah. are like that. By the way, that's how Mike Lindell is. You didn't have to ask. He asked you, how can I be of use? Eric Metaxas yep. is like the biggest deal. And he's like, how can I be of use? You know, we know a lot of people. We've been trying to get a lot of people to come. Most of them won't, right? But, but then most of them not even as big as Eric. But Eric's like, oh, I'm seeing it. How can I be of use? You go to the Jericho March. You are going to be... None of these speakers are getting paid. They're paying their own ways, right? They're yep. They're um. I was gonna. I'm glad you said yep because I was gonna be like, what? I'm not getting paid. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're paying our own way. We're going there. These big people who make fifty thousand dollars speech, they're going because they know this is where their country needs them. You know, because Eric. It's not our, our rally is not for entertaining. It's a prayer rally, and in fact, one of the things God. that I have, I have. Uh, made very clear and I will continue to make very clear for each speaker is we don't want product promotion. We don't want self-promotion. We want you to go up there and tell us what God has done for you and tell us what God is going to do for our country right in this moment and what, how God is going to show up in faith at this time of and just, just really looking down on our people of faith and how they're 
uh, how they're praying and how they believe in, in his power. And I do believe that God's going to do a big thing for, for, for us in our country. You're making an exception for me, though. What do you mean? Remember what I asked you? I, I said, please, well, I, I want to do this. What am I? Can we say what I say what I said I wanted? And you said, yes. I don't even remember Jason. the dopa. I said, <laughs> I said you have to let me wear. You have to let me wear. I will be oh, yeah. placing the Uyghur in the hearts of those people. Right. I will be wearing the hat of the Uyghur sure. when I pray. The dopa. Of course, I'm not selling dopa. There will be no, like if you want your own dopa. Pro- no, but I want to. You know, this is for us. This is for our country. This is for our posterity. But, but we're the city on the hill, and I want to. I want to take yeah. my opportunity because word spreads through that network. And I want the Uyghur in the camps to know Americans came together for freedom and for human dignity. And that there was, our, the dopa was there on that guy's head. It never looked, you know, the guy didn't look good in it because the dopas are beautiful, but the guy had a big head. But I'm going to wear the dopa and um, I cannot wait. You know, and I knew Eric would say yes because this guy knows something because he's a, he's a historian. He writes these beautiful books. And, and, you know, Chesterton said, again, I'm going to quote Chesterton, that a generation that forgets its ancestors will not be thoughtful of its posterity. Mm. And Eric Metaxas, he writes on Squanto. He writes on William Wilberforce. He wrote on Martin Luther. Um, you know, he, he writes these great books. He is thoughtful to his ancestors. And so he is thoughtful to his posterity. And we know, we know that we're going there, not just for us and our children, but we know that the result of all of this is going to echo through generations. Yeah. And that's and that we are, and that we are, that we are not only the city on the hill, but that the world is watching. Because if the if if our votes don't count in the freest the freest country in the world, if our votes are not actually counted and it, and, and it doesn't matter how we vote because they're going to do whatever they want, then we know that a lot of other countries are going to suffer as a result. If, if they can get away with it in America, they have gotten away with it in other, in other countries, in Venezuela and other countries. But the, uh, Hong they're Kong, watching how we're... How is this exactly. impacting the Hong Kong activists, right? Right. It, 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 yeah. it, will, it will rob them of their morale. And and the world is watching. We need to we need to show them that we're pushing back, that we want the truth, that we're not going to uh, we're not just going to let them steal steal the election, uh, and that we're going to stand up for our country because it is not just for our generation; it's for future generations. It's for what America stands for. America was founded to to uh, be. And, and praise God, and, and she is under God, and we are now bringing God back to the center. And this is what's actually happening right now. This awakening is Americans saying, we want God back at the center. And what you guys are doing here is not what God wants for our country. And it's just really, really beautiful. And I think that it is inspiring to others, other other people around the world who haven't uh, stood up to, to the forces of of the communism and socialism um and and you want to share a little bit about your your past and your history and your family and why this means a lot to you well you know i grew up under communism so for anyone who thinks that communism is wonderful and they want this here 
is it is horrible and we we know that but a lot of people the way that communism uh, gets gets promoted is because i ideologically sounds great but really in reality it means what it means that the the dictators uh are wealthy and and take advantage of the poor and that the working people suffer and that they become the slaves of 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 their leadership and that's what's going to happen here if we don't stand up but i do i do think that god is going to work a miracle in our country and in th this week this week you're going to see a miracle and in fact um i'm not going to get all weird on you but i'll tell you that there that there's been too a late. lot of evangelical <laughs> evangelical prophecies about about what's happening this week and uh in fact one of them i'll send it to you jason one of them said um that they had a vision of of all of the month of november being blue like all the all the dates november 1st to the 30th blue and then from december 1st to the 11th is a light red that gets darker and darker and darker and on the 12th is circled with a just a big old circle there is this the, the evangelical christian from india all right, I need to. I've been yeah. hearing a lot about. Everyone's been telling about you, it. Send it to me so I can to. see it. I'll put it in the show oh notes. Oh my gosh! I'll put it in he the show been, notes. He has been prophesying a Trump win for the last four weeks. What's and his I name? Do you know follow, his name? Oh gosh, Milton. Uh, it's Milton. Um, I was, and I started listening to all of the other ones, and they're uncanny. It's crazy. I, I could share. I could share things. It's crazy uh, about how uncanny it is that uh, some of the things that are mentioned. Are related to things about what the Jericho marchers are doing. So it's just really crazy, and I don't know if we're just kind of living out this this thing that was God ordained it to be that we we rise up and 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 our faith is you know God God uh, looks on our faith with mercy. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going to happen, and I do believe that. Well, look, you've happen. had faith. You and some many of my friends have had faith. I am like doubting Thomas. In fact, I have an article coming out tomorrow laying out the consequences of a Biden presidency and, and how we should respond. Uh, so Wait to publish it till next week. No, let's, I'm publishing it tomorrow. Talk, hey, listen, this is what I... Let's talk December 15th. We will talk... To, no, no, then it'll be, it'll be meaningless. <laughs> but no, I'm, 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 I, I, I love your faith and so many of my friends have this faith. In my mind, my apostolate is like we've already been laying out what can we do to show the impact of shutdowns on the poor and around the world. And when it comes mm -hmm. to hunger, um, what can we do to fight their push for war in Syria, which his, uh, the folks he's putting to very important positions are already banging war drums, already banging war drums. Um, yep. so when, you know, I, I, and, and the Uyghur have already been forgotten satellite images of, uh, of, um, satellite images of, uh, a crematoriums being built outside of all of the camps. Gosh. This is this is real, guys. It sounds crazy, but people have to remember the concentration camps in Germany didn't become death camps until 1943. There were death in those camps, but they weren't there to manufacture death, mass killing. It was the Wannsee Conference, right? And then you had them turn, flip the switch, and overnight they became death camps. We don't want these concentration camps in China where there was human... There is, there's death and there's organ harvesting and there's forced labor. But it, the nightmare of them going from concentration camps with death to death camps. Um, yeah. So I'm already, my team is on it, but I pray to God 
that you're right, that there's this miracle and that Trump's president. But I will tell you, the Supreme Court is the key. Temporarily speaking, the Supreme Court is the key, I believe. Um, but spiritually, God's going to do a lot more than just that. I think we are going to have President Trump as a president for the next four years. But God is going to bring a renewal in the church way beyond that. Um, and and we will talk. We'll talk. I may be completely wrong. And you know what? Even if Even if I were wrong about the election, I will tell you, the fact that the church has been activated is going to reverberate through history just the way that it did at the Battle of Lepanto. So even that, but I'm saying... You know, Merrick, I mean... Uh, God is going to work a miracle. Father Jerzy Popiescu was, was murdered uh, by the KGB and thrown into a river, right? Um, mm-hmm. But now we know that Father Jerzy inspired the Solidarity Movement, which brought down the Soviet Union, which is why I'm talking to you, Arena. So even... <laughs> think about it. If not for the courage of men like Father Jersey Popiescu, I might not be talking to Arena Grosu right now, right? So um, even sometimes when what seems like defeat, we plant, we can plant the beautiful seeds um, that will shelter our posterity with love and peace and prosperity. And that's what this is. I believe that we're going to D.C., we're planting these seeds. I pray that you're right and that your hope, you know, what, what you're hoping for and what you see is true. Um, I don't know. I'm just confused. So what I have to do is the work of my apostolate, which is thoughtfully strategize on how we can best be useful to protect the vulnerable from, from violence, from hunger, from fear, from war, from genocide, and from democide. And here's my promise to people. I will say this clearly. Like I said, when we invaded Iraq, it would lead to genocide. Like I said, when Obama pulled us out of Iraq, now genocide's eminent. Like I said in, in April in my articles, we're going to create famine. We did. I can tell you a Biden presidency will lead to war, democide, genocide, and, and genocide and hunger. That's a fact. So we have to organize and order ourselves if that happens to stop it. But Arena, you are being faithful to God. And I know this has been a lot of work. You're texting me night and day. Like you're the last text I get when I go to it's- sleep. You're the first text today. 6 a.m. I've been doing 5.30 a.m. <laughs> I shouldn't share my schedule to people. 5.30 a.m. I'm up. I'm driving to Muay Thai. It's a sport. Google it if you don't know what it is. And uh, I went to Muay Thai at 6 in the morning. Then, you know, I'm like, I want to go to Muay Thai tonight. So I'm going to Muay Thai at 6 p.m. I get a text from you. <laughs> now it's very late. This has been my- <laughs> it's very late. This shit is actually the next day. This is the morning of the, what day is it? It's, it's like 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Um, we're, we're, we're revealing some of the secret sauce. It's not live, but it's, uh, you'll be hearing this later in the day. It's 1 a.m. right now. And so you, and you said, whenever, Jason, I'm up all the time. You've been working nonstop since the election on this. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I, I took a partial. Now I took whole leaves because I, this has been consuming. So I had to take a complete leave from my work and um it's just been a real blessing to be part of this and to just focus on on making uh the national event a success and at the at the state level people are showing up big time in fact i'll tell you another thing you're gonna love jason i forgot to tell you this because you love our lady of guadalupe so much there are uh actually well you know well, well yvonne and others are working to get uh each of those state capitals, the swing states, and 
in D.C. Uh, consecrated to Our Lady the, on her feast day. So well, Yvonne's like you. Of- you guys are balls of energy. I she's cannot wait till you going. guys meet each other. She's, <laughs> she's, you know, she's driving from Mississippi to Chicago right now. I should call yeah. her when we're off the phone. I should call her live on the air. She's, she's probably in Missouri right now. <laughs> she left my sister. You know, uh, for those, you, she's been on the show. Yvonne Florzak Seaman is, to me, the most powerful voice in the pro-life movement. And she is one of my closest friends. She's my 13-year-old's godmother, 14-year-old's godmother. She's Maximilian Colby Jones's godmother. And, but you two are very similar in that you're just relentless. And, you know, I always want to know what someone's inciting incident is, what their call to adventure is. When I meet someone like you, I know there was a great act of injustice that you experienced. Yvonne had five abortions before she was 21. Almost died on the fifth abortion. That, that culture of death, uh, that experience, was her, that, that great act of injustice is what inspired her to be who she is. Your family was crushed in Romania by communists, right? That was, yep. I believe that's your inciting incident. And um, when we experience a great injustice, it should birth in us empathy for others that they never have to experience that again. And I, I don't think that you could have ever imagined, not even 12 months ago, that you would see such draconian, uh, no, totalitarian, and corrupt, yeah, corruption. The Democrat Party openly socialist. Um, you know, soft socially, talk about soft socialism. Socialism is concrete hardening into communism. You know, you, you, when you look at people like, oh, it's soft socialism or soft totalitarianism. Soft totalitarianism is concrete before it's settled. There's no such thing as soft totalitarianism. You resist totalitarians, you die. You're imprisoned. You're impoverished. You're doxed. You're destroyed. Well, I called my parents and I said, what, what, the, what, what happened with the election? And I said, can, can you guys believe this? And they said, this is no different. We, what we're seeing here is no different than what we saw there. And that's very scary, right? Because this is America. People come to America because they value the, the freedom. We, you know, and, and so if, 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 the, if the votes are taken away, if, if our free vo- our voice is taken away, uh, America is no longer ceases to be America as she was founded, and not because the people decided uh, this way, not because we the people. It's because people with an agenda are are stealing, are trying to destroy America from within, and so that that that's the great injustice here that um, that this is taking place. Not because it's it's a suppression of the will of the people. This is not what the people want. This is what a few people want who have lots of money and lots of power. They have power to turn off the TVs uh, or, or, or turn off the press conferences that are going on to censor our media posts. And we can't let that stand. And this is, you know, and now with the, let's not even get into the COVID issues where we're literally muzzled, right? So uh, it's, it's a time where we just, I think that that there's a social experiment going on. You know, people are dying because of COVID, but there's also a social experiment going on. And what will people accept in terms of how much, how much of their freedoms taken, taken away will they accept? And, and I think that this is, this is a time when, you know, when, when we're seeing that our freedoms and uh, votes are being taken away, that we need to, 
you know what, that's you're inspiring me, Irina. And you know, another way to say it is not how much of your freedoms are are you willing to give away, how much of your children, grandchildren, and your posterity's freedom are you willing to trade for an easy life to be left alone? How much you know, you're not you know you're not willing to risk anything? You're willing to trade away your grandchildren, your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, your posterity's freedom because that's what we know, right? It's a hard. It's uh, it's hard to shake totalitarianism once it's there, but the good news is like, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, what's the what's the bishop uh, that said basically that um, you know, his generation? I, I don't I don't remember exactly the quote, but you you probably know it where he said that um, he will be like killed in the streets. That like basically. Oh, Cardinal George, you, Cardinal George, right? Cardinal George said. Um, are you talking about how Cardinal George said? I will die in my bed. My successor will um, be yes, shot in the streets. Uh, no, will die in prison, and his successor will be shot in the streets. Yeah, I, I you know, but his successor's supich, so I'm praying he does die in prison. Does that make me a bad Catholic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's my podcast. I can say what I want. Arena. But here's the good <laughs> news. Here's the good news. You know what you were saying? Your parents give me hope because they said they've seen this before. See, when you've seen something before, it's not a new trick. So you can shake it. I just ordered, um, you, you know, that beautiful author, Singrid Unseth. Uh, Nor- I never pronounced her name right. Mm-hmm. She, there's her journals and her uh, a little autobiography about her fleeing Norway after the German invasion. She had to go to, she fled over the mountains to Sweden, then to Moscow, then to Japan on a steamer, and then to the States. And uh, her son died fighting the Nazis uh, when they invaded wow. So, you know, this woman who was writing these great novels in the 20s in Norway could have never imagined Norway falling to such totalitarianism. Countries is, you know, Romania. We think of countries like Romania and Bulgaria, and we think of them as cold and sterile and totalitarian. They were, like, bursting with culture and beauty and diversity and life, and the totalitarians smothered it, crushed it, and we cannot let that happen here. Exactly. And that is what they're trying to do here. Destroy America. And I will say America is favored by God. And honestly, the, the faith that I've seen come out in, in, in the last month out of America, when is the last time you've seen Catholics and evangelicals come together and praying in the street? Tell me, tell me when in American history we've had people every single day coming out in the streets like without media coverage without people telling the story there's like no coverage but it's just it's immense it's amazing it's everywhere and um historic and in my neighborhood everyone's talking about it and uh everywhere i go so this is something that's very exciting arena i want to um what are the let's give out the websites and you need to go to sleep because you have to get up in three hours yeah yeah so where do i want people to go JerichoMarch.org. Everything's there. Go on the national uh, tab page and you can get all the details as we post them. But just go to JerichoMarch.org. There's an amazing three-minute video. We want you to share, help to spread the word. If you can donate, we need pulling off this event nationally is, is a lot of money. So if you are of means and can help in any small or large ways, we really appreciate it. Um, but just go to JerichoMarch.org. Everything will be there. We're going to be putting out press releases probably every single day until um, Saturday. And so just sign up on our website. 
um, and you'll be plugged in with the latest and greatest. And in fact, like I mentioned, tomorrow we're going to make a big announcement. So if you're if you haven't made up your mind to come out yet, hopefully tomorrow. Oh, you I will. can't wait. Are you going to tell me <laughs> offline or no? I could tell you offline, okay. but you can't. You can't share it. <laughs> I won't share it. I promise. All right. So hey, Irene, I love that a woman um, who grew up under totalitarian socialism is the co-founder of this Jericho March. And that is what is so beautiful about this country. And um, you are fighting, you know, you were born under a tyranny. You refuse to live under tyranny again. Uh, it's, it's exactly, and I think that God did this for a reason in terms of, you know, I mean, it could have been anyone. He could have given the vision to anyone. He gave it to an evangelical and a Catholic who never met. And both of us, and actually, um, speaking of, Rob, uh, the, the the evangelical co-founder, he um, is from an Indian tribe that was also under tyranny. So it's just very, very interesting how God just kind of decided to to choose us to do this, and we just had to answer the call. And basically, it's really God's grace at work, and all the people showing up. I think that this was a way for people to feel empowered. And that they can do something. And in fact, the most powerful thing they could do is pray. Um, but, the, but the fact that we're there and together, physically in front of these uh, seats of power, together in person, uh, makes a big difference. Because we're not just hidden in our homes, even though, you know, prayer is powerful from wherever it is. But being there together is, is especially powerful, I, I think. And, uh, and I think God is, God is going to do very, something very beautiful with it. Well, I'll be there. Arena, I get in on the 9th. Anything you need, I'll be there working and having some things to do on the 9th and 10th. Um, but I'm there and uh, on the 11th. Anything you need, me and my team will be there to help. So let us know. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jason, for, for having me on. And it's just been awesome to tell everyone about Jericho March and uh, just to get everyone pumped up for what's to come. And don't lose the faith. Uh, God, God is doing some beautiful and big things right now. And we live during these times. He chose for you and I to live during these times. Yep. You know, we always look at people and like, whoa, I wish I lived during whatever time. But he's doing something amazing right now for us. Well, think about I, I think about that all the time now, and I've said it on the podcast. You know, when we've been, we've all been, if you're a Christian, you've all been Christian or Catholic, Catholic or evangelical, we've all been at those rallies where pastors get up there, speakers get up there and say, we were made as, for such a time as this, and we look back and we go, those are pretty awesome times. Like, you know, those are pretty great times. We had 20,000 people in a stadium. We had great food and we were high-fiving and we were buying books and cassettes, box sets from the vendors out and t-shirts and all kinds of knickknacks. No, we were made for this time. This is the time, right? Like you said, that we were made for. And before yeah. I was Catholic, Arena, I would go with my friend to adoration and pray. She would pray, and I would just sit there and read. And one day, I just said, I'm going to kneel and pray. And I felt like God, in her internal locution, said, when would you want to be with me? And I said, only when you're on the cross. Hmm. Because other times, you'll have people with you. I want to be with you when you're alone. And this is, I never, I don't think I've ever shared this publicly before, but it was the That's most powerful beautiful. locution I ever had. And then I felt the Lord say, I'm not alone at the cross. And um, I just saw like all these people around. 
Mm. Um, it was like the one kind of mystical experience I've ever had. But this is that moment where our Lord is on the cross. And it's not the voter fraud or the lies. It's the consequences of it all. The fruit of it, which will be abortion for any reason up to nine months and beyond. Euthanasia, assisted suicide. All of it. Regime change wars. Tyranny. Famine. Death. Yes, death. It's, it's F of Loss of re- religious freedom. All of it. All of it because this is these are the forces of darkness that are working through corrupt systems. And this is why we need all the prayers from everybody together uh, to, because that is what's going to, you know, God working through all of this and his grace is what's going to save us from, from, from the darkness. And we know who wins in the end, right? We are, we're the hallelujah people. We, we know that we're going to win in the end, but, but God is moved by our prayers. And, and I will tell you this, this is, this is a time in, in our, in our history as a country and even in the history of our church as together that 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 we have come together so unified when else tell me another time when jewish people and christians and evangelicals and catholics have come together and orthodox people to pray together in our country like this and it's just without planning without months and years of planning without a budget no without huge sponsors no you guys just it's just it's all coming together it's the unification of, mm-hmm. of, of, of the, our, our, our faith, our church, the church, universal. And, you know, we, we, we're praying to the one God, and we're praying different ways, and we respect that. We don't want to combine. We're not going to combine our faith. No. We each respect each other's We're not faith, secretive, exactly. Uh, and, and, but we pray in our way to God in the way that we, we um, know that he hears our prayers. And so, you know, the Orthodox people are bringing their prayers, and the Catholics are bringing their prayers, and the Zogos are bringing their prayers, and the Jewish people are bringing their prayers. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So please come. Uh, if you can't come to D.C., come go to one of the swing states or your state capital. In fact, I'll tell you this. People want to be out there praying, even if they're not near their state capital. They're saying, well, I don't, I'm not near my state capital. Where can I go? They have go they have, they're going and praying around their courthouses, which is amazing. They're going out there and praying around uh, their seats of power, the local seats of power there. Praise God. And anyone can do that. And most people aren't. Like, you know, Queen Elizabeth staring in the glass, the Pope yawning at the mass, whatever, like Chesterton said. Uh, but, but, But we can pray, even if we can't go. Like, I almost wasn't able to go because I had the obligation of my daughter's play. There, We all have family responsibilities, commitments to our employers, commitments to different community associations, family, whatever. And I understand that, but we can all maybe fast. We can all pray. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can be there, you got to be there. And I want to meet you too. If you can be there, you got to be there. And you can meet Arena because, you, Arena, you're exceptional. I need to let you go. You got to go to sleep. <laughs> it's an hour later there than it is here. I'm going to be up for a few more hours. <laughs> all right. Well, you, Arena, you get to work. I'm going to see you this week. And um, I just can't thank you enough for doing this because, you know, you called me the day with the idea and to see it just almost immediately flower into something beautiful. And then now on December 12th um, in our nation's capital, 
uh, I get to be, be a part of this, and it's such. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I wish I could take credit, but I can't. God has taken this, and I. It's like we're riding on God's coattails on this. Like He, I'll tell you, He has brought every talent to the table, every skill. Um, it's just it's just showing up. It's God doing it. We're just we're just going along for the ride. So. Um, you know, this is, you should do what I do. God God does stuff around me all the time. He just like right I'm there and it happens right next to me. Then I go, I did that. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Rena, thank you so much. Thank you, Jason. And thanks to everyone for listening. (laughs) All right, Arena, you jump off. I'm going to wrap the show up and we'll talk tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Aloha. I'll call you on my way to Muay Thai tomorrow. Okay. God bless. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that is my dear friend, Arena Grosu. Born, born under totalitarianism. And she has a really good job. She doesn't want to talk about it. It's a prominent position. And she's taking a, 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 maybe a permanent leave of absence to do this. And she put it together. I really, really want you to go to this. And I love that it's Christians, Jews, uh, evangelicals, Catholics, Orthodox, all coming together. In fact, the prime minister in exile of East Turkestan, who's Muslim, he's going to march next to me, and he'll be there with me. And I want, you to, I want you to be there with me because I'm not going, I've said this before, even when I was arrested protesting the lockdown, I said this isn't about the First Amendment. This isn't about the right to assemble. These are all very important things. I'm here, this was in the spring, because you're about to starve the poorest of the poor in the world with your ham-fisted stupid lockdowns. That's why I'm there. And that's why I'm going to be at the Jericho March for the child in the womb. Why do you think they worked so hard to steal this election? It was about abortion, war, and totalitarian lockdowns. That's what this is about. And I am there to march for the child in the womb, for the families in Chinese-occupied East Turkestan and concentration camps, for the Kurds and the Syrians and the, min- and the minorities in Iraq and Syria, who will be that 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 these they will we will be in war we will have another regime change war by the fall if Biden is president I'm going to work we're going to work hard to stop it and I know there'll be there'll be others in the house and the senate that'll be working to stop it but boy we're going to have to work hard and uh, they're going to pull it all stops so I'm going there and I'm going to pray and if you're catholic evangelical protestant you know, I, I, one of my most beautiful experiences of my life, I was with my buddy Brad Phillips, the founder of the Persecution Project Foundation, and with Stu Epperson Jr., who's the founder of Truth Talk Radio. It's a big evangelical uh, radio network, and his parents founded Salem. His uncle and his mom and his dad founded Salem, which is I, I, the largest preach and teach format in the country, I believe, for evangelical Christians. And uh, so it was me and Brad and, and uh, Stu and Stu's cousin, or uh, not cousin, his wife's husband, um, and Eduardo. So there's two Catholics, and my buddy Matt Chancy, uh, who Ang- is Anglican. So there's evangelicals and Anglican, two Catholics. And we would serve Muslims all day, drilling wells, providing medicine, driving around, meeting with people, trying to broker peace uh, between Christians and Muslims and animists in Darfur. And you know what we did all night? We would get in these heated arguments on the intercessory prayer of the saints, on contraception, on Mary. 
we would be exhausted. Imagine you're in the desert, you're out there all day, and it's hard work, it's stressful, it wears you down, you're eating, you know, you, you, you might have some digestion issues going on, and we would be wiped out when we'd get back, and the sun would set, and we'd be in our what we call the 10,000-star hotel, not four-star, five-star, not Michelin, no, 10,000 stars above us, and we would just get in these heated debates, and at one point it got really heated, and I said, guys, do you know what this is right now? It's prayer. We're a group of men who have been serving the most vulnerable people in the world all day. We're exhausted. And we're talking about God. Talking about God. Passionately. For hours. We have to be up in two hours to do what we were doing the day before. And uh, we're, we're wiped. And what have we been doing all night long? We have been praying. God has been the center of our thoughts and our discussion. And so that is what is happening in Washington, D.C. You have these other events where you have the heated clash of worldviews and ideologies. But, but, but what Arena and her partner did is they put together these Jericho marches and they have put God at the center of the discussion. And we're all coming together to pray for justice, for peace, for order, for prosperity. Why? For our children, for folks who are just trying to make ends meet, who want a peaceful, prosperous society so they can pay their bills and they can afford to send their kid to ballet or karate lessons. And they could have a little, they don't have to take so many extra shifts or they can don't have to work two jobs. That's, that's why we're there. Because our ancestors... They, today, uh, yesterday was Pearl Harbor Day. And all of my uncles and my grandfathers fought in that war. And my grandmother's brother was wounded at Pearl Harbor and was never recovered. Lived for 30 years. Died the year I was born in 1971 from the injuries he sustained in Pearl Harbor. Right? They sacrificed so much for us. But not just in that. I'm talking about entrepreneurs, investors, working class folks, just people working, building this big, free, prosperous country for these totalitarian neoliberal thugs who want to raid and pillage. Slothful. Driven by avarice. Corporations like Nike and Apple using, um, having their products produced, outsourced to partners who use Uyghur slave labor like they don't know. Oh, you know, those are our partners. They're not our direct resource partners. These are our, these are citizens of the United States of America that run these corporations. Um, you, you don't think people that have no problem profiting off of Uyghurs have no problem making you a slave? Come on. So that's what we're there for. And I cannot wait to see the patriarchs and the bishops, evangelical pastors, Eric Metaxas, like literally my hero. Like if, if I were to put my list of, of men in the world today I look up to, top of that list would be Eric Metaxas. I'm going to bore you with another one of my long meandering stories uh, I brought a young Yazidi woman that I met in Iraq that had been a slave to ISIS. 
Uh, actually, ISIS cut her open, experimented on her, sewed her back up, rolled her in a carpet, put her in a truck, drove her out into the middle of nowhere, kicked her, the, the, through her and other women, rolled up in carpets into the sand. The Peshmerga, the Kurdish warriors, looking through their binoculars, saw these carpets thrown out of the back of a truck. One of them was my friend, became my friend when I was in Iraq. Now she's in a home in the United States to help young women recover from with PTSD and trauma, all this trauma. Brought her to the United States with an interpreter to share her story. We met with Vice President Pence. We met with a lot of influencers. Um, by the way, I don't know if... It, so the, the, the Peshmerga warriors saw them thrown out. When they went and cut her open, they saved her life. I want to say that the Peshmerga were heroic. Saved her life. We don't even know what the ISIS did to her. But now... Eight months later, she's in the United States, and we're, we're, we took her to meet with Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard, others, Vice President Pence. We go to do the Eric Metaxas show. He's going to give us 15 minutes. Now, you know, the whole idea is, even with this podcast, I want to talk to you guys all the time about genocide, democide, and war. Tomorrow we'll be talking about Nigeria. But that's not a good way to build an audience. So, you know, you got to talk about other things. Eric had... My friend on, he was going to do 10 minutes. He did the entire show. It was like reading the diary of Anne Frank on the air. It was so sorrowful. I said at one of the breaks, he gave us the whole show. I said, Eric, you're not going to have but five listeners by the time this is over. You know, thank you so much. You don't have to give us the whole show. And Eric says, I cannot not give her the whole show. The world needs to hear this story. And um, that's the kind of man he is. And so he'll be there emceeing the whole event. That's the kind of beautiful man that is. That's the kind of, he had the courage to stand up to the President of the United States at the National Prayer Breakfast to challenge him on abortion. So you're going to be with those types of folks. Bishop Strickland. Follow him on Twitter. Catholic or not, you got to follow Bishop Strickland. So I cannot wait to be there. I'm wrapping this up. Go in the show notes for the JerichoMarch.com. Um, this episode has been brought to you by, as always, Movie to Movement, promoting a culture of life, love, and beauty through the power of film. Go to MovieToMovement.com. Check out our new movie with New England Patriot, tight end, former tight end, Benjamin Watson, Super Bowl champion Benjamin Watson. This movie has the secret that will unite America. You go there. Click through SalemNow.com. We're streaming. And the Vulnerable People Project at TheGreatCampaign.org. Go to the Vulnerable People Project. Become a monthly donor. They sustain all the work we do to advance the interests of the most vulnerable from the child in the womb, those families in Chinese-occupied East Turkestan. And our new sponsor, MyPillow.com. MyPillow is the brand of the show. Uh, first of all, it's excellence. The product is amazing. It makes you smile. When the MyPillow box comes to your family's house, you get the, 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 the mattress topper, which is the thing. It's the top of it all. you got to get the mattress topper. We just put it on top of our Tempur-Pedic bed. The pillow, I was like, you know, I use a pillow. I don't put my head on a pillow. I shouldn't probably say that. I put my head, I put the pillow on my head. I don't put my head on the pillow. I lay on the bed and I put the pillow on my head. And so I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I loved it. I put it on my head. My wife said it's the best night sleep she ever had. She goes, you have to start sleeping with the pillow. So I put it under my head, and I realized 
I like this pillow because you can shape it. Other pillows, they push my head up too much. And I don't like that. So I just, it was like I had to choose no pillow or pillow. This, the first night I, I put it on my head. Like I always do. I slept with the pillow on my face like a little head blanket. Now, I, I, I did a little thing, like an indentation. I put my head in and it was great. Love the pillow. My wife loved the pillow. The, um, the mattress topper is more comfortable than the Tempur-Pedic bed. It is, you just sleep. The robes, everything. The towels, the geezer. I'm going to talk about each of it. But right now, I just want to tell you. My wife said, what are we going to do with the mattress topper? We have the best bed in the world. I said, let's try it. And, uh, and then we'll roll it up. We'll put it upstairs for the guests in the rollout bed. We put it on top of our uh, Tempur-Pedic bed, and it was awesome. So I, my wife made me pull out the box spring so we lower the bed. So we have uh, the Tempur-Pedic mattress with the, um, the mattress topper, which I love. So go to MyPillow.com, use the code JONES, like the Jason Jones Show, and you get your discount. And um, I'm hoping to get Mike Lindell on, Mike Lindell on the show because, to me, he is... Um, our brand. He is what this show is about, standing in solidarity with the vulnerable. Not that we're do-gooders. We think we're better than the vulnerable. Most of us have been the vulnerable. I always say I am an ambassador for the vulnerable. I was homeless. I was um, a teen parent, born to a teen parent, dyslexic, high school dropout, last in his class. I feel like I I am the ambassador for for the vulnerable. And um, Mike Lindell has been that. He... uh, you know, it's, his story's incredible. He literally got a loan from his bookie. He was a drug addict. Started this company, and they became the biggest, the pillar of his community. He doesn't get his stuff made overseas. He gets his stuff made right here. And not just anywhere right here, like where he's from. That's the whole life principle, subsidiarity. Start where you are. Care for your community. I don't trust a do-gooder who goes around the world saying he's doing good if he's not doing good at home. He does good at home. Then he does good around the world. Stands for life courageously and is going to be at the Jericho March. That's providential. Anyways, go to MyPillow.com. Get the mattress topper. Get all your Christmas gifts at MyPillow.com. And I made a video on Facebook when the boxes came in. I never have seen, I've never seen my family smile so big. You know why people love my pillow before they even get the pillow? They love my, like, They love Mike Lindell. You know why they love Mike Lindell? Because that's a guy that knows you're made in the image of God. He looks at you. You see it through the camera. That is a man that knows that he is in a world filled with beautiful creatures with incomparable dignity, beauty, and worth. That's my kind of guy who makes the coolest pillows on earth and the coolest mattress topper, MyPillow.com. This has been a very long and rambling uh, episode of the Jason Jones Show. I am fired up. I will be in Washington, D.C. December, December 10th. Uh, in the show notes, I will have a link to the event on the 10th. I will be with the Uyghur and Hong Kong democracy activists and others standing up to the brutal CCP, the Communist Party of China, um, uh, on December, December 10th. Then on December 12th, I'll be in D.C. for the Jericho March. I hope that if you can't go to the Jericho March, you meet, make it to the Uyghur event. If you can make it to the Uyghur event and the Jericho March, great. Uh, but I hope to see you. I've had the opportunity lately to meet several 
of folks that I didn't know that were fans of the show. I'd love to get to meet you. Um, last month, we were the number 16 podcast in our category in the United States. Uh, so thank you very much for sharing the show. All right, until tomorrow. Jason Jones Show. This has been the Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Thank you.